This is College Hockey Coast to Coast, brought to you by the NCHC and NCHC.tv. Subscribe now for all of the action from the best conference in college hockey. University of Georgia, building the foundations of something bigger. Go to UGAHockey.com to find out how you can be a part of it, both on and off the ice. Summer skates, shower shoes and koozies customized for yourself or your entire team at SummerSkates.com. Adrian College, championship aspirations on the ice and in the classroom. For more information, go to AdrianBulldogs.com slash MHockeyD1. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos from coast to coast and beyond, wherever you need to be, Caesars has a destination that suits your style. Central Oklahoma University. Go to ucohockey.com to follow the two-time ACHA M1 champions as they look to add that third championship banner to the rafters. The Spaghetti Shack. ASU alumni owned and operated at thespaghettishack.com. Oklahoma University. 20 years of the action you crave, only faster at OUHockey.net. The Caesars Sportsbook app, where every play earns you Caesars rewards towards dining, tickets, VIP experiences, and more. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, award-winning barbecue for your next catered event at jessieraysbarbecue.com. College hockey coast-to-coast from the Summer Skate Studios is a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. Uh, Welcome in, hockey fans, anywhere that you may be joining us this wonderful Monday night. Scott Strandy with you tonight in beautiful Palm Springs, California. My co-host, as always, joining me from that big, beautiful estate out on Long Island, New York. We kept him up late tonight for good reason. We're doing a couple of big things tonight, folks. We're introducing the new name to this Monday night podcast of our family of college hockey and professional hockey podcast tonight the debut of coast college hockey coast to coast and we are thrilled we've got a great guest coming on in just a minute to uh to groundbreak and tell us about the groundbreaking of a historic moment in college hockey paul how are you and how are things out on the island tonight well first of all it's it's okay to be up late i don't have to go to work in the morning (laughs) you work well, okay. I try to make it look like I do. Anyway. Okay, just checking. You know, it's it's July now, and uh, <laughs> the, the school year is over, thankfully. Uh, I hear you. I don't you. have to get up at 4.30. I hear you. I hear you. Well, you've been hard at work doing different things for us. It's great yes. to have the new College Hockey Coast to Coast. I love the new name. Uh, I think it's fitting for what we do. I think it's really fitting for our guest tonight. So I'm not going to mess around because I'm in Palm Springs, you're on Long Island, and I think our guest tonight is somewhere in Eastern Europe. We'll find out. But Nick Guerrero, and, and Nick, do I have that right? Do I have that last name pronounced right? That you do, boys. How are you? <laughs> We're um, doing well. How are you, my friend, and where are you? <laughs> well, I, you know, Paul's from Long Island. I'm actually from Long Island myself. Nice. Exactly. That's awesome. Uh, but uh, today, actually this morning at 7.30 a.m., whatever time zone this is, I'm actually sitting out on the Caspian Sea out in Baku, Azerbaijan. Um, wow. Exactly. Everybody's like, where is that and why are you there? Well, I, I'm, not <laughs> recruiting, I'm not recruiting Russians yet, so we're okay. We haven't gotten okay. that far yet. We haven't found the next Alex Oveshkin yet. 
Um, but no, actually, I'm thrilled to join you guys. Happy to be with you guys. Um, just kind of hanging out on vacation. The craziness is kind of, well, it's never going to die down, let's be honest with everybody. What what we're doing is kind of groundbreaking. Um, but, you know, happy to join you guys and, uh, you know, let's let's talk a little college hockey. Absolutely. Okay, hold on a minute, Paul. Let me let me introduce uh, Nick to what we do here. Uh, Nick, I, I reached out to you this morning, and man, I appreciate you coming on on such short notice, especially on vacation. Uh, I think if I were you, I would have just blown me off, but that's okay. Anyway, we appreciate you coming on, and what we do is, Paul and I have been after this for about five plus years on the podcast side of things, but we have five live podcasts now, Sunday through uh, Thursday. And um, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday are devoted to NCAA hockey. Uh, Wednesday night, we talk ACHA and, um, you know, college hockey federation type things. And then Thursday night, we have our Pro Hockey West report. So it's kind of a it's kind of a labor of love for us right now. And we continue to grow. And um, when, when the talk of Tennessee State came around a year or two ago, we were just on pins and needles because we couldn't wait. Uh, I founded this company, Nick, seven years ago on the on the premise that we wanted to help grow college hockey um, by putting a spotlight on players, coaches, programs, all of those things. So that's what we do. So for you guys to, to announce what you did just a couple of weeks ago, uh, we are thrilled. Yeah, this is, uh, this is something that's been going and the plan's kind of been churning for about a year, two years right now. Um, so for all the listeners out there that don't know, Tennessee State is going to be the first historically black college and university, so HBCU, to join the college hockey world. Um, and it's kind of funny, when I got hired at Tennessee State in October of 2021, it wasn't even to do this world. I was actually brought in <laughs> as the director. It's kind of funny. It's like, wait, what? How did this happen? I was actually brought in uh communications and public relations and, and TV background, I was hired to work with Eddie George, you know, former Tennessee Titan, Ohio State uh, right. Heisman winner, to be his public relations guy, right, to manage the media, manage all the fun stuff at Tennessee State. Um, and when our athletic director, Dr. Mickey Allen, was like, hey, so uh, you know about hockey, right? I'm like, yeah, I grew up in New York City, played hockey my whole life, worked at two schools. I was a college hockey SID. Um, yeah, of course I know hockey. And he was like, well, we're going to try and be groundbreakers and become the first HBCU to, 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 to make the splash. How comfortable do you feel like with being able to do this? And I was like, well, grew up in New York, big, big Rangers fan. All right. Stop, uh, stop, stop, uh-oh, stop, uh-oh. stop, <laughs> stop, stop. <sighs> we don't mention that team. <laughs> Come on! Wait, 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 wait! On wait. This podcast, this, this, this isn't an Islander show, is it? You're not, you, what? you guys aren't punking. This ain't like an Islander show, is it? You're not no, 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 no! It's not. It's not. Um, no, we're not punking you at all. Um, uh, I would do that to Scott, but I wouldn't do that to okay. any of our guests. <laughs> but I have to. I have to. I have to let people know where I stand. I don't hide it from people. Okay. My father took me to games at the old garden when I was growing up, and he still can't figure out or couldn't figure out till the day he died what happened to me, um, how I didn't root for them. I rooted for the the, the championship team, you know, the Islanders. Uh, so, um, 
So we're not we're not getting punked though. <laughs> okay, you're not getting. Listen, I, I I am an ASU alum, and I when I was in school there, I said to somebody who was a longtime member of the athletic department, "Man, I wish we had hockey here." And he's like, mm. "Hockey." <laughs> so I, I I've you know I'm just letting you know where 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 we're coming from. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> you know. That's fair. So but yeah. But <laughs> Sultan and, and I love oh, God, so just go ahead and pour it out. I, listen, I'm ha- I am happy whenever. I mean, I can't even tell you how many Minnesota people we get on this darn thing, and it's 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 the, the rare occasion where I can out we can we can outnumber these Minnesota people. Uh, as I tell Scott all the time, New York State has 11 NCAA hockey teams more than any other state <laughs> in the union. Sure. So, right, and and there'll be twelve ones. Binghamton joins too. You got to you, you got to give those guys credit. Yeah, no, I'm 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 all for it. So, but yeah, just just so you know, just so you know, you're not being punk. <laughs> all right, we are here to talk uh, about the whole situation at Tennessee State. Yeah. Um, yeah. and um, the 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 question I have to you because you obviously are on the inside, and you, uh, from what I've been able to see. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I'm pretty sure I read this somewhere that the university president has children that play hockey. Mm, I don't know if that's accurate or not. Not or fully. Did. No. Okay. <laughs> right, well, that's what I thought I read. If I'm wrong, that's fine. No, I've been so wrong Dr. before. So, I'll be wrong again. It's okay. Uh, no, so actually it was, it was Dr. Glenda Glover, our, our, uh, our university president, um, had gotten a lot of calls from prospective and parents of kids who gotcha. uh, have always questions, well, how come, you know, you know, my kid loves the sport of hockey. How come there's no HBCU that offers the sport of ice hockey? And that's kind of really where, where, this, where this story began. Right. Uh, okay. was, was a simple parent calling and saying, hey, you know, my son or daughter, you know, really loves the sport and is a, you know, black student. How come there's no school that offers it to the, you know, black or brown student to come and to, to their school and play the game. And that's where she kind of started kind of getting, getting the wheels going a little bit. And Sean Henry, who's the CEO um, and president of the national predators he used to be with Tampa Bay back in the day. Um, they started this and the way that the, the national predators in Tennessee state work, just like the Tennessee Titans, a lot of the, the, the pro teams will work with colleges to help, you know, on, on the general scholarship fund. Right. Um, so Sean Henry, one of the brilliant mind in sports, by the way, real, really, really, uh, he's a long Island, he's a long Island kid, by the way, too. Of course. Uh, he, he, he's way older than me, by the way. So he's not a kid. You know, he ain't, he ain't <laughs> me. <laughs> so is uh, Paul, by the way. <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah. I, yeah I'm, I, I'm the old man. Uh, and there's no question. Um, but you know, well, we, 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 I totally get that. So. But um, okay. so actually, they worked on a uh, one one million in one month campaign to kind of help the the, the, the university out and stuff like that. And it was uh, Dr. Glover and, and Sean Henry that talked about it and said, you know what? Why don't we kind of maybe think about this project out loud? And this is a, this is right when pandemic is like is is in the middle of pandemic around 2020. Right. And work on this project about bringing the first college hockey team to Tennessee State. Now, you know, the other thing to think about for the listeners out there, <clears throat> there's only two NHL teams that have HBCUs within their city. That's Tennessee State and the Predators mm-hmm. and the Washington Capitals. 
and Howard University, right? So right. you think of all the HBCs and all the universities are around around this, all NHL teams, and there's only two that are actually sitting within the perimeter of an NHL uh, club. So they just said, you know, like, what about this wild, crazy idea? And this was around the time that Mickey Allen, Dr. Mickey Allen, my, my boss, our athletic director, got hired, uh, played a tennis, played a Tennessee for the, for the Vols, won a national championship in 99 with the Peyton Manning crew that beat Florida State. And uh, he kind of grew up, you know, in, in the uh, national area. And I think, and, and you guys, as hockey guys will understand, when the, when the Preds got to the finals in, what was that, 17 against uh, Pittsburgh. Right. The city of Nashville kind of exploded in a weird way. They did, you know, they did the whole weird thing where they hit the, you know, they, they bashed a car, you know, with the sledgehammer. That was that was kind of their their thing. They throw the catfish on the ice. Um, but that's really where the sport of hockey kind of exploded in the state of Tennessee. So knowing that, now we've got this whole thing of could we do this? Could we start this college hockey team uh, in Nashville? And thanks to the great folks at the NHL and the Players Association. Um, and Kevin Westgarth, uh, who, who played about 10 seasons in the league. You know, he, he was a grinder and enforcer, played at Princeton, uh, was working is working with the league in, uh, in strategic collaboration and development. They worked on what was called a feasibility study, uh, and they partnered with and actually like College Hockey Inc. and, and Mike right. Snee and those guys who, who do a really great job work yep. on this project. And it came back that, yes, indeed, actually, it would work if a HBCU that was housed within a college, an NHL city added the sport of college of college hockey. We saw what happened with the uh, University of Illinois in the Big Ten when they tried to do and made the big splash when, when the Blackhawks hosted the draft uh, a couple of years ago, and it just never panned out, right? I mean, right. you know, the Big Ten's been trying to do this for a while, so it's the, uh, so the Pac-12 or whatever they're calling themselves these days. Yeah, I don't know either, but, I'm an alum. Exactly. <laughs> And to be quite honest with you guys, this announcement was supposed to happen a year ago. We were we were prepared when I got hired. We were prepared to do this for the outdoor game when Tampa came came up to play the Preds uh, in February of twenty two, right? So we hosted uh, the night before the black uh, the Black Hockey History Tour. I don't know if you guys have ever seen this before. It's a tour. Oh, yeah, I've seen some of the video. Travels right travels around the, around different cities and stuff like that. And we had it on our campus um, to kind of uh, start engaging our fan base, our alums, our students, our faculty, our staff members, just really how the sport of hockey is not, it, it, as, as, as their, the motto goes from hockey is for everyone. Indeed, hockey is for everyone. You know, here's a, here's a tour bus that is dedicated to African-American hockey, you know, Canadian hockey uh, and women's hockey as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was it was it was uh, attended very well by our students, our our fan base. I mean, it was a snowy day in Nashville. It was cold, cold as heck, which is kind of weird because Nashville is not known for being cold. It's not like you know being on Long Island in the dead of winter oh, where you're kind of like three you know, more years. The last thing, exactly, like the last thing you want to do in the middle of February is have to go to your car, right? Like, like oh. let's, let's be honest about that, <laughs> you oh. know. Um, and we kind of pulled back a little bit just because, you know, we didn't want to steal the thunder from the Preds and, and, and from the NHL Outdoor Series. Um, so it just kind of happened this year. You know, the, the the NHL had their draft in Nashville. And it was one of those, hey, guys, like, where are we with this? Are we doing this? Our fan base is kind of like, okay, are you going to do this? Is this just another, you know, one of those stupid announcements that everybody says they're going to do and they're going to add a sport. And, you know, most, most right. schools will say they're going to run a feasibility study X, Y, Z. 
well, no. So Dr. Glover said, you know what? No, no, no. We're going to really do this. Uh, and I'll be honest with you guys. I'm sure you guys have worked with some PR folks before. This was the biggest secret kept probably in, in the city of Nashville in, in, in quite some time. Well, yeah, um, because I, I remember, you know, obviously the, the initial uh, outlay and, and I, you know, and, and, and I, you know, as I do, as we do this podcast, I, I, I check probably every couple of months looking for stories about uh, you guys there at Tennessee State. And I wasn't seeing anything. And I'm like, hmm. All right. All right. I mean, we know schools have done the feasibility studies and very few of the schools that do it are usually public with it. Um, and. You know, I wasn't th- wasn't thinking negative, but I'm like, all right, when is this going to happen? Because this is this will be big. So, uh, yeah, it was definitely a secret. And, and I'll be quite honest, and I'll be honest with everybody too. I mean, as as the New Yorker as I could be, which is very interesting because <laughs> most folks from the, from the south don't act the way that we act in the northeast. Let's just you know, let's just be honest with each other on that one. Yeah, it's fine. Um, right. So I kind of went to everybody and said, hey, guys, like, you know, where are we with this? Are we doing this? Are we not doing this? Like, you know, the, like I said, the Fred's got this draft coming up. Like, you know, I'm all about theatrics and, and making the big splash. I said, are, are we going to do this? And they said, OK, let's call Dr. Glover. You know, let's, let's talk to the Preds and the NHL and stuff like that. And Dr. Glover said, you know what? Do it. I was like, oh, OK. <laughs> Like, <laughs> kind, of, kind of like Wayne's world, like, game on, you know, game on, <laughs> type of thing. And it, it was kind of like we called the NHL and the Preds and said, hey, we're doing this. And they were like, oh, cool. Like, all right, let's, so we're really going to do this. And they said, okay, Nick, you know, w- w- like, what's your vision of this? And I'm sitting there going, well, I got Jerry Brockheimer on, on the other line, you know, saying, how, how can we turn this into, like, the Mighty Ducks 2.0, like, that theatrics and cool runnings and all that stuff. So I said, well, we got the draft in our backyard. Why don't we make the splash? Because we know who the number one pick is, right? No, no disrespect right. to Connor Bedard. I get to have, you know, we got to have a conversation with him. Really, really. I mean, the kid's great. Like he, he's, right. he's. Hopefully, he's Connor. He's Connor two point Connor McDavid two point right. I said, what if we just did it the draft? Like all the media is there. You know, on Monday night, um, we were we attended. You know, Jason McCrimmon won the the Willow Re Award from Detroit. Okay, it's great. Tuesday, the NHL announced. The uh, Players Coalition Initiative uh, with Anthony Carter, PK, and those guys to, to kind of bring more awareness to the black players. Well, hell, why don't we just do the dang thing on, th- on Wednesday, like an hour before the draft? And they're like, oh, well, that's a splash, right? <laughs> and, I mean, like, I grew, I grew up in the NHL, and whenever you hear them say, well, that's a splash, you're like, oh, well, maybe that means something. Maybe that's going to, like, move and churn a little bit, right? Right. So literally, that's how this happened. It happened within like a month or so of like, let's get into gear and let's grind. And we just did it. It's, 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 it's like the weirdest story ever, but it's like, that's how it happened. <laughs> that's crazy. Like, let, spoiler let me, alert on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, let, let me step it up from there then, uh, because obviously the planning process and Paul and I have been around this for, uh, you know, the better part of eight years now doing this. And we've watched teams go like, Paul's alum at ASU uh, go from uh, ACHA M1 to NCAA, and we saw what they had to do. And uh, we always credit Greg Powers as laying out a roadmap, if you will, for other teams that want to make the jump. We saw what Penn State did, but they're a little different because they had a large check. Uh, ASU didn't have one quite that large. So we know the money part of it. We also know the process because 
you, you move up through ACHA or whatever, uh, through the M2 to the M1s, and we've seen teams um, do it right, and we've seen teams, quite honestly, not do it so well. So uh, give us the, the thumbnail about the, the planning of this and where you want to be and how soon you want to be there. So we're gonna so it's we're gonna drop the first puck in twenty in fall of twenty four, and where we're gonna drop it and what league we're gonna be in is still uh, to be determined, right? So, right. And, and Paul, I'll, I'll, I'll let's talk about this, right? So there's the AS, there's the Arizona State Way, the Penn State Way, right? Right. What I didn't want to do, and, and no disrespect to our fellow Long Islanders out there, but I didn't want to do it the <laughs> LIU way, right? Yeah, we're so like I so. I went to I went to St. Francis, Brooklyn, right? So right. you know, Brooklyn kids and stuff like that. I don't want to do the shotgun wedding, and, and, and I love LIU and, and a lot of the folks that were there back in the day when you know when they were Brooklyn LIU, now they're Long right. Island LIU. But I didn't want to do the let's make the splash and let's play three months later and have to go through the portal and find a coach and who's going to want to do all this stuff, right? Right. So the plan's going to be let's go to let's go to uh, club level for the first two years. Let's get it together, and then let's really make that splash, hopefully, okay. in two years. Now, I say two years because, you know, I'm a New York City kid, the, <laughs> the Knicks and Rangers, you know, the Yankees. We have that two-year, you know, we write the letter to our fan base saying we're going to stink for two years, and, and then, bam, we're, we're, we're live, right? Right. So in my mind, that's kind of where I want to be, um, you know. I, I want to make the splash quicker than it needs to be done. And the, the outcry and the outpouring and just the, the value and love we've gotten when that announcement was leaked Tuesday night by Ryan Clark of ESPN, I kind of sat back and went, crap, man, maybe like we should just win D1 like now. Well, cause because it's the amount done. of people that blew up on it, right? It's been a, there's a, you know, Augustana. Mm-hmm. I don't, I, and Scott would know this better than I would because he focuses a little bit more on, as we call it, non varsity programs. But I don't think Augustana had a, 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 they did a not. program. See, they no, did not. They went right D. They went, they, I mean, they did it a year in advance. They announced their program last year and started building an arena and the whole routine. So it's it's been done all the different ways. It's been done the Penn State way with a big check. It's been done the ASU way with a big enough check to get started, but then they had to fundraise for the building and the whole routine. And LIU has done it a little bit quieter. We like the people there. We don't want to knock them because I also uh, spent a, took a couple of classes at LIU Brooklyn and got to see the Paramount Theater, mm-hmm. and that's what I call it, even though it was their gym, because um, that's what it was. Um, so it's been done all different kinds of ways. But I totally understand the wanting to make a splash and say, hey, we're here. We're not going anywhere. Well, and that's kind of part of it, too, because when you think about this, right, mm-hmm. let's put it into perspective. All of those schools are what they call the P- in the PWI world, right? The predominantly white institutions. Right. We're in that completely different world of that HBCU, which is the historically black colleges and universities world, right? Right. So for, for us, and, you know, I'll be honest with you guys, like a white kid from New York City, like, you know, uh, to go and do this, like, it, it means 
it means a lot because at the end of the day, like this has never been done before. So I make a joke with my boss. It's like Jackie Robinson, right? You know, you got you got this, this ball player who should have come up earlier than he came up. And the reason right. he came up is due to an injury. So it's right place, right time. So for us, it's got to be right place, right time. And I think what our plan is going to be, my plan, you know, once I, I start bringing in some staff, you know, I've got a couple mm-hmm. positions that we're going to start filling. This is going to be like, this is going to be the breaking ice moment for not only college hockey, but I think in the NHL as well, you know, if you look at history, there's only been three or four minority captains, right? Right. PK, Dirk Ram out in Chicago, right. Aguila in, in Calgary, Calgary, and Kyle Post up in, in Buffalo. Right. So what we're trying to do in, the, in our mentality is, is to bring the next best black or brown player to the league. And we think, and not only we think, but we know that a kid going to Tennessee State whether it's a transfer or a one-year kid, you know, the whole portal situation these days, is to get that education, that elite HBCU education, to take them to the next level. And that's kind of why we're doing this, to be honest with everybody, is to take that kid who aspires to play college hockey that may not look like everybody to become the next P.K. Subban, to become the next, you know, Anson Carter, Mark Fraser, you know, Matt, Matthew Dumba type of, the, you know, Ryan Reeves, guys like that. Okay. And, and I, and I am totally on board with this. So, and, and this brings me to, to kind of a two prong situation. Mm-hmm. One, um, I want to talk about the kids first. Um, I assume that your phone blew up and your email blew Ooh. up from kids that are like, I want to play. How do we do this? Yeah. <sighs> Right? It hasn't because... stopped. It hasn't stopped. <laughs> okay. Uh, I mean, we, right, did this, awesome. we did this last Wednesday. It hasn't stopped. <laughs> Two weeks ago. <laughs> right. Because as as you as you have pointed out, you know, when I watch and college baseball is completely different. Mm-hmm. Okay, because college baseball they they have to divvy up their scholarships and sliver them out with a scalpel and so forth and so on. And and, and, and hockey is not like that. It, it's it's full rides, whatever the number is, whether it's 18 or 20 or whatever it tends to be, which is what I assume you're going to try and do because uh, it wouldn't make sense to do it any other way, at least not to me. But um, when I watch some of those baseball teams, it's about 50-50 in terms of like when they have the the – the, the HBCU tournaments on like major mm-hmm. on MLB network and, and, and you watch some of them and they're like, wait a second. Uh, that's not an African-American. That's, that's a white guy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I assume we're trying to avoid that. Well, it's kind of, if it's possible. Because, right. And, and it's, and it's going to be interesting because so for the first two years, obviously you don't give athletic scholarships, right? When you're right. at a club level. So it's, right. it's the grant and aid, you know, I'm working, I, one of the things I'm working with is to try and get every, and I know this will never happen, it's a pipe dream, but to get endowed scholarships, essentially to get student right. athletes that are paid for by sponsors or, you know, friends of the right. program type of deal, right. uh, which would then lead to, you know, as we go varsity and, and, and to the D1 world, you know, the scholarships and all that. Right. So it, it was kind of funny. So like you said, my <laughs> my phone is since, it, it the minute, so it is funny. 
the Ryan Clark situation was never supposed to happen, right? Right. And, and, I, and I talked to Ryan about it. Like, I appreciate everything he's done to, to kind of get this, this word out there. Um, and it's funny because I wear two hats from the PR side, but also from the team side, right? Right. And, and managing this team right now. So we sent out that media advisory to all the NHL media, to the national media, to the Predators media, and so on and so forth. And I'm sitting on sitting at home on Tuesday. Okay, we're going to do this on Wednesday. Let me prepare whatever, whatever, right? And then this tweet comes out, and people start blowing up my phone, going, "Hey, you're writing college, you're writing hockey." And I go, well, "How do you know?" And like, <laughs> Twitter. And I'm and, and then you got to now, now. The funny part is you got to understand, like working in my world, two things happen: a player gets arrested. Let's like let's just be honest. They're college kids, right? Right. Oh yeah. Well, thank. Or God. coach does something some stupid, and you're like. Dude, like, what did you yeah. do? Yeah. So I'm going, oh, man, it's a Tuesday night. Like, what could happen on a Tuesday night in the middle towards the end of June? Like, the kids are gone. Like, right. come on. Like, and I check this tweet and I go, uh-oh. <laughs> and, it blew, and it just went like wildfire. So, I mean, it was, it was like zero to 100 within 30 seconds. And right. like I said, my phone blew up. Media people... Hey man, is this true? Is this true? Is this true? And I'm going, uh, yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. Like trying to play, <laughs> trying to play. Like, you know, yeah, whatever, guys. It's eleven o'clock on a Tuesday. Like, can I go to bed? Yeah, I got to put down. You know, got to, got to, got to put down the drink and everything right now too. And you know, stop hanging out and watching TV. Yeah, and playing video games type of thing. You know, because like, what are like, what are we doing in our world? Like, the season's over. Like, we're just hanging out. You know. Yeah. Yep. Um. And yeah, and then like I said, I got all these calls, and then I did I did the smartest thing I've ever done in my life. I didn't charge my phone. <laughs> yes, shut off the phone. Yeah, shut it off. <laughs> and I did it on purpose because I was like, you know what, like, and I, and I was and seeing the announcement, so I was like, you know what, I need to get some sleep. Like, I don't want to be like weirdly woken up, or whatever. Right. And it's just like all of us. We wake up at that really odd hour of the morning. And it's like yep. 5 a.m. I'm like, all right, let me plug it in. Boom, 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 boom. Phone, phone, like the text messages are coming through. Friends are like, wait, is this really happening? And I was like, yes, guys. And then my phone rings. And I'm sitting there going, who the heck is calling me at 5 a.m.? I'm like, you know, I'm just going to answer it, right? Like, whatever, right? <laughs> Hello, Nick. This is Al Jazeera TV. <laughs> I'm going. I'm thinking to myself. Did I, did I do something? Like, did I? All right, like, did I do something? Like, I didn't dream. I like, I didn't like, like piss off the country last night. Like, what? What happened? No way, Hey, hands. we want to run this story, and I'm like, this is the Egypt. Like, this is the Egypt uh, division. We want to run this story. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, how did y'all figure this? Like, how did you guys find this out? And then the phone just stopped, and it wouldn't stop ringing. So <laughs> I had to introduce my staff and our athletic staff to the doing interviews from the shower. <laughs> because we all know in hockey, there's that one guy who's still in the shower when the room's open, right? Yeah, around, of course. It's like, camera's like, whoops, but it's bringing it around. So yep. everyone's like, what's that water we hear? I'm like, yeah, I'm in the shower, guys. So we're going to have this conversation because I have no time to myself to get prepared for this because everybody <laughs> is calling me. CNN, Fox News, like I said, Al Jazeera, uh, the CBS, ABC, and then the local stations are calling me going, uh, hey, hey, bro, like, uh, we're cool like that, but how can you even tell us? And I was like, well, I sent that thing out, and you go, you know, I love the national media, but you guys aren't like 24-7. Like, that's like the other <laughs> thing, too. National is not a 24-7 news market. Right. 
So they don't work like New York works or like any of these other cities work. So I'm like, yeah, so remember when I kind of told you guys I had something coming down the pipeline and you guys looked at me like I had 10 heads and it wasn't related to football? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This was it. I Everybody, it. like, follow the thread, boys. You know. I get um, it. So, okay, so. At, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. So I was going to say, like, so players now, right? So Bill, so Bill Douglas from, from the NHL looked at us and said, right. hey, listen, you'll never have to worry about players. I said, why? That's cool. I said, they said, because think about it. You are the only minority school that kids of color can go to. Right. I said, yeah. So they go, you're the cool kids now. I was like, uh, got it. <laughs> That's where we are. Like, we're the cool kids. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we're the cool kids now. So, you know, even talking with a lot of the guys in the NHL, like, obviously, Toronto's got the All-Star game this year up in Scarborough, which has brought in players like the, the Stewart brothers, Kevin Weeks, Mark Frazier, guys like that. Are having a a a, a, a black all star game for kids up there? Well, right. hello, recruiting one hundred and one right there. In my brain oh, goes, sure. oh, hello, I got to just show up there and <laughs> wear a hat and say, "Hi, everybody! Like, you want to come play for me? Like, you know, it's like this isn't the little giants. You know, we don't got to no. start asking kids in the playground. No. So that's where it's going to be. That's how we're going to do this. We're just going to show up to places, look for kids that want to go to an HBCU like we would do for football. Right. basketball and say come play hockey for us okay now i will say this and, and scott can back me up on this um it, as you have said those first couple of years uh like i said we call it non-varsity mm-hmm. um we notice the difference in the schools that support in, in, in teams that get complete support from the university and those that uh, struggle to make it on their own it's not a coincidence that those teams at the top are the teams with big university support. Am I not, am I correct, Scott? You are, and that's exactly the path that I was going to go down with uh, with Nick. Is um, Nick when we when we go around and look at different places, and that's part of the reason why we changed the name of this podcast and also of our Wednesday night one, which used to be. Um, the Great West College Hockey Podcast, and now we call it the American Collegiate Hockey Podcast. And after about seven years of this, I determined that the ones that were really serious, the Adrians, the Liberties, the Minot States, you just go through the list of the top ACHAM ones. And then you go to the other uh, federation, and you look at Georgia and, and guys like that. Uh, they're serious. And, and, Nick, I can't tell the difference sometimes when they travel, whether they're um, – NCAA or ACHA or whatever, because they just play a professional level. And we had the coach on from um, central Oklahoma and he said, you know, I don't know if we'll ever go NCAA, but one thing I do want to make sure that our, our university knows is that if they decide to make that move, it's not going to be that we're not ready. My players will be trained and ready to go. And I'm guessing that that's exactly what you guys want to do as well. Well, and that's the thing, too. It's like, you know, and, and I've talked with some folks before. I said it's, it's like it's the Wayne Gretzky effect, right? It's the how do we get schools from non-traditional cities and non-traditional towns to make it big? You guys talked about deliveries, but think about this. Like, look at look at Alabama, like Alabama Crimson Hockey. Like, you, you look at them and you say, like, them, Georgia, Liberty. Like, how are those teams not, like, exploding in the D1 scene? Right. So here's where the problem lies. Because we're on HBCU, we are very limited in our resources, right? And we've, they, you've seen this from the football world, the basketball world. Everyone's talked about sure. this. 
But I think here's the difference, right? Everybody loves football. Everybody loves basketball, right? Yep. But the people that love the sports, mm-hmm. it's just like, you know, ham and cheese, right? Everybody loves a ham and cheese sandwich. Hockey so hockey is different, right? The hockey community is so different. And I think because we are something brand new and we're something that is like is the hot topic, I think we'll be okay in that respect. And I've had the conversation with our university and said, listen, we can be great and hire Eddie George to be our football coach, right? And make and try to make the splash that way. Right. But hockey is completely different. It's a different type of fan, it's a different type of students, different type of resources. Most hockey players and hockey parents, let's be honest, are got some money because it's not cheap to play hockey as a kid, right? Think about it. Like if your kid plays from like the time that like I learned how to skate before I could walk, like in in in, in New York City, right? We were going to yeah. Woman Rink, going to, going out to Long Beach and stuff like that to skate. You got to have a little bit of money, so we're going to find a different type of uh, sponsor, a different type of influencer, a different type of donor, and I think that's where we're going to be okay from the Tennessee state side, because especially in Nashville, it's the city is exploding. Like our, the, the, the state bird is the crane, not the bird, but the physical crane, because all everything <laughs> you see in Nashville is just high rises, like high rises on top of high rises on top of high rises. Like we almost look like New York city 2.0 right now. Right. It's kind of scary, but right. Amazon moved there. Oracle's moved there. You know, all these different, um, different big entities are coming there. And I'm going to put my New York, my NYC Fifth Avenue hat on and go, okay, well, the cost of doing business is going to be very high. Right. You know, everybody wants to do and support black owned businesses and, and minority. And I said, well, why not hockey? Everybody wants to support hockey at this point, right? Like it's, it's the, so Fisk, I don't want to go on this tangent, but Fisk University and a gymnastics last year, right? They did, right. they did a really good job. Right. And they got some money, they got the money out of it, right? They're an NAIA school. So the hat I'm putting on right now is, okay, let's play, let's make a deal. What can you do for us? Right. Knowing that we are a HBCU that's starting a non black sport in a city that's ninety percent white. You know, it's still the South, mm-hmm. you know. So that's kind of how I'm looking at it. Like I'm, I'm literally just throwing the, throwing the, throwing the, 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 the fish and the, you know, the reel into the water and see what comes out of it. And I'll be honest with you guys, I've heard, um, I've heard so many people that want to donate, that want to, you know, I, like I'm bidding at, like listen to this one, I'm bidding out companies that want to do a thirty for thirty style documentary on us. Right. And we haven't even announced anything besides, hey, <laughs> we're, we're going to play this. hockey in 24. And they're like, great, perfect, we're going to do this. And I'm like, oh, all righty. Well, I don't even have a coach yet. I don't even have a team yet. I, don't, like, I, have a, <laughs> I, I got a schedule in my brain, right? Because, you know, the great part about being in club, you could play ACHA or you could play Federation. Like, you could crisscross right. through your schedule. So I'm like, okay, I'll play MTSU, I'll play Vanderbilt, I'll play Kentucky, I'll play Louisville, I'll play this team, I'll play that team, I'll play Georgia, whatever, great. I can get right. 35 to 40 games just like that. Right. Okay, so so that that brings me to another, uh, a, a different question here. Mm-hmm. Um, unlike most of the uh, HBCUs, you're not in one of those conferences. You're in the Ohio Valley Conference, which also features Lindenwood. How much have you talked to them 
about getting started? So it's interesting. So uh, Jason Cormier, who's the who's the new AD over there, came over from SIUE, which is also in our conference. Right. They also are a club hockey team, right? So they also have club. Right. A uh, guy by the name of Pete Collins uh, kind of started everything at Lindenwood. He's now one of the associate ADs over uh, at Notre Dame. So we've been talking about this, about, okay, how do we do this? The feasibility study, does it make sense? Okay, this, that, and everything else. We've kind of got a lot of help. We got a lot of help from a lot of friends. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of people have reached out. You know, I started my career in Manhattanville, so I worked with Eric Lang, who over at AIC right now, right? I was, right. I, I did a lot of PR for him back in the day. Right. And then I was up in Dartmouth for, for a little bit after that um, and, and worked with some of those guys up there. Everybody who I've spoken with has been like, hey, here's how you do A, B, C, D, E, F. Not only that, but equipment, you know, like we're an Under Armour school. Right. But I've had Warrior, I've had, you know, Warrior Bauer, all those companies reach out and be like, hey, fill out this card. We got you. So nice. it's all kind of coming together. And the other great thing about Tennessee State, like you said, playing in the Ohio Valley, we are the only HBCU in the Division One world to have never played in an HBCU conference. We've never played in the SWAC. We've right. never played in the MEAC. And our fan base is like, well, how come? And it's like, well, we want to be better than everybody. Like, we kind of play off this, like, we are the elite, right? We are the elite right. of the elite of the elite. So we don't know any better. We don't know any different. We know <laughs> how to compete at that high level, right? So we're just going to kind of play off of it. And we're just going to be, I hate to say, but we're going to be those people. Like, we're going to be that guy. Okay. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to go in. We're going to be, we're not going to be cocky and overconfident about this, but we understand what this means not only to the community, but the world, you know, like the fact that Al Jazeera TV wanted to talk about this. The fact that, you know, over 25 countries had reporters writing new, like newspaper articles. This wasn't taking it off the AP or the wire, right? writing newspaper articles about this. You know, when we were at the draft, literally, this should have been a five to ten person press conference. Every single reporter that was down in that media room sat in our press conference. Kevin Shoveldayoff was coming five minutes after us. Let's, let's, let's not, you know, think that it was all about us. Because <laughs> even he was like, God, where did all these people come from? And they all leave when Winnipeg comes, comes up on the dais. It's like, oh, yeah, we forgot about that. Um, <laughs> but, but it, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, the buzz is there. So, like, we're going to do everything we can to make this a success, make powerhouse and give those students that maybe didn't get a chance back in the day to either forego playing in, in the queue or forego playing in, in the OHL or whatever to go to the NCAA and go to a, a historically black college and get that historically black college education. That's our goal. Like we're at the end of the day, we just want to make the best student athletes into the best people. And I want to make sure that people know as they listen to this, you're not just looking at a men's program. You're looking to put up a women's program too. Yeah. So, and I got the, I get the question every day. How come we're not doing a women's club team? Well, let's be honest. There's not many of them. Like women's club hockey is not. <laughs> yeah, you are correct there. <laughs> and, and it's sad to say, but it's like at the end of the day, you know, the club world is different than the, than the collegiate, than the, than the division one world right. where, you got to kind of pay out of pocket to play, right? And I'm not saying that, you know, on the women's side, they can't afford to pay. We're not going to. No, there's just nobody to play. Difference, correct. Like, the next team that we could play is, like, 400 miles away. It's like, who's going to drive on a Thursday night 
400 miles to go play at Grand Valley State or something like that in Michigan or wherever is concerned, right? Mm-hmm. So we're going to start on the men's side, but once we make the leap, we are going to add women, the women's team. And once again, just like about the men's team, about being able to go to Canada, it's just going to be as easy to do the women's side as well. You know, I had we've had conversations with the Julie Chews of the world and the Megan Duggins of the world. You know, I, I said to you guys earlier that always remember this Wayne Gretzky effect because everything's going to live through that world, or that, that, that right. lingo, right? Because you got out in California, there's a group in the Bay Area that has um, women's hockey. Right. There's a group in, in South Florida that has women's hockey. I get, and in Minnesota, there's a team called Minnesota uh, Unbound, right? I don't know if you've ever heard of them. Um, but that's a minority women's hockey team that was supposed to come visit us last summer because they were going to go to uh, one of the junior predators camps uh, in Nashville. They were unable to because they couldn't get the funding. But what they wanted to do is they wanted to stay in our dorms to give their their women, their their young women, the opportunity to know what it's like to be on an HBCU campus. And I said to, to the lady running, I go, um, ma'am, it's, it's the middle of July. There's nobody here. <laughs> There's nobody here. Yeah. Well, I get it. I, I understand. But, you know, it's it's like, hey, if you guys want, you know, and I tell everybody too, and I would I would, I would tell your listeners this as well, the greatest Day to be at an HBCU university is homecoming. Oh, yeah. it's like oh, it doubt. is like times a thousand. And even for me, like I didn't get hired in Tennessee State until October. I mean, they went a couple months without having somebody in my role. Mm-hmm. And my first football game is homecoming. And people are going, "Yeah, you're ready for this?" I'm like, "Yeah, sure. It's college football, whatever." And they go, "No, no, 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 no. <laughs> uh, dude, time out. It's homecoming." I'm like, "Yeah." And they're like, "Do you understand how this works?" I'm like, "No, no." <laughs> So I so it's like hey on Friday we have the you know we have the pep rally then we have a big fish fry and we go oh yeah cool like no 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 dude like seriously you got like eleven hundred people showing up to a fish fry and I'm like <laughs> I'm, I'm like in New York City like well, like what's that and he's like and especially Italian kid I'm like well like it's like it's like uh, Christmas Eve right they're like no no you got like ten people at the fryer we're we're doing catfish we're doing this and that I'm like oh. Uh. It's, yeah, it's a different world. Like it's a completely different world. So I would, you know, I would, I would tell everybody who's listening: if you ever get a chance, if you ever want to see what homecomings look like, go to an HBCU. Between the bands and the and and the fraternity life and the steps and, and the fashion, like let's be honest, HBCU events are unlike any. Like you're not showing up in your jeans and your tee and your jersey. Like you are going <laughs> to the nines. No, like. Uh, There's basketball games I show up to, and I'm like, man, a lot of these people are dressed. It's for a basketball game. They're like, yep, that's how this works. I'm like, okay. Oh, <laughs> uh, listen, I, I, I mean, I, I could definitely relate because, uh, as you know, Nick, growing up here, this is not college sports unless you're talking about mm-hmm. St. John's basketball, and maybe and even the that. others. Huh? And even that sometimes. We don't and even that, yeah, especially <laughs> yeah. in the last twenty years. But yeah. um, we we are not inundated with college sports here. And and I remember, you know, when I was a uh, when I first went out to ASU, I was like, oh, okay, this is different. <laughs> right. Um, it wasn't quite the same thing with being dressed to the nines. It was a little less, but that was still different uh, to a Catholic school boy who uh, went to an all guy high school. So. 
Yeah. Okay, Nick, we could go on for hours, mm-hmm. but uh, mm-hmm. uh, I, I I know you're on vacation. But anyway, uh, I want to ask you this before we let you go for certain. Um, tell us a little bit about the facilities because everybody wants to know that. I mean, uh, Greg Powers told us that uh, there's really three prongs. you got to have uh, your university behind you. you got to have financial support. you got to win at the level that you're at. But then... You uh, you got to have a facility, and ASU just got a fantastic five thousand seat building. That's uh, that's beautiful. Well, what's the plans, and where will you play, and uh, how does that all uh, work out in the system? Well, the short answer is we are the Phoenix Coyotes. <laughs> no, don't say no, okay. no, 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 no. No, it's okay to say Phoenix Coyotes because they're no. done. No, the air- that's not what I'm getting. <laughs> at, no. I know, I know. No. They, don't, they, don't, they, they play everywhere. Well, and here's the, and I'll be honest with you guys. Here's the issue, right? <laughs> so we don't have a facility yet. We right. we don't know. Like we we are probably going to start playing now. The good thing about uh, being in Nashville is that there is three ice rinks and, and really good, you know. Uh, I wouldn't say public rings, but private rings that are that are within the, the Predators organization. Um, we could play there, you know. Um, there's also uh, Centennial, which is owned by the city it's in downtown, where the Predators have their practice facility. So it's, you know, you got your public rink, whatever, like your public city-owned rink, and then you've got the Predators have their little private uh, facility off 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 to the right of it, essentially. And we're probably going to end up having. I mean, let's be honest, we're going to probably have to play there for a while. The goal is. Um, is to build a rink on campus, like you know, not letting the cat out of the bag type of thing. But that's what we need, you know. Um, and part of it is, and the conversation I've been having with my university and even some of these investors and donors, um, I want to have a Quinnipiac style facility. I'm sure you guys know what, uh, the new arena that Quinnipiac has. It's that basketball, hockey kind of, you right. know, multi eighteen thousand, right. you know, one hundred eighty thousand square feet facility. Um, big goals you know you're gonna have big goals in life right um that's what i want and, and i'm gonna fight until i get it um our, our our school deserves it we haven't had a new facility and like athletics doesn't even own any of the facilities that we have we we play you know the university doesn't you gotta remember we're a state school right. that's still also owed a lot of money by the state of tennessee <laughs> so there's a lot of wheeling and dealing going on <laughs> Uh, as, as much as I'm the loved face on one side, I'm also the hated face on the other of side course. because I'm pushing for a lot. You know, I don't, I'm not, and our, I'm saying to our fan base, hey, listen, you know, hockey is going to be the cash cow for everything else. And people are looking at me going, no, you're crazy. I said, no, 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 no. What we could potentially do with hockey will help volleyball, will help track, will help softball, will help volleyball. It'll also help football and basketball too at the end of the day because. If we're going to do anything, it's going to be comboed. You know, if we get right. a facility for hockey, I have to put basketball there as well. Of course. If we do anything for those teams, then that means it frees up our current, you know, gym, gym that our arena was built in the early 80s for other teams to play there. You know, uh, it's also very hilarious that one day I just got bored. And, you know, when you're at work and you just get bored. And I said, you know, I'm going to take a really long tape measure. And <laughs> actually measure what we currently play in the Gentry Center, which is on campus. And I could fit a rink inside of it. Now it's going to be very Barkley Center, Brooklyn, you know, Islander style, right? Where you're not yeah, sitting ice that. level, and you got the car, you know. Yeah, we don't want that. Yeah, we don't want that. Um, but it's like one of those things. It's like, look, if this ever happened to happen, like needed to happen, I could do it. Right. 
you know, and, we're going to work. Like I said, we're going to work our tails off for this. And, 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 and I'll say this. Okay. Um, as the program started at ASU, okay, I was as, as, as an alum, as a fan, as, a, as, as, as a hockey person, um, until they started building that building, there was always that day, every day where like, this is great. This is like a Christmas present every day. But until they start building that building, it can go south very fast. The building <laughs> guarantees yeah. that, that that doesn't happen because you're not going to build the building unless you are, you know. You're all in. All in. in. Yep. yep. Right. Yep. Yeah, I mean, and, and that's what's got, and that's what it is for us. Like, uh, until we do the groundbreaking on anything, that's our fan base, no matter what. Well, let me tell I mean, you a couple of things, Nick, that you probably do know. But um, we had Frank. Uh, well, we were on the press conference when ASU announced they were going to the NCHC, and Frank Ferrara told us uh, right up front that they did three million dollars in ticket sales uh, last season. So that's be impressive. Um, for a location in Tempe, Arizona for NCAA hockey. So it can be done. Secondly is uh, I was there from day one with coach powers um, when he was sitting in a little office that had a worn out couch and he was telling me about what they were planning on doing. And they filled little Oceanside ice arena, 900 plus standing to where the fire marshal had to cut, cut off people going in there. So that also can happen and, and will happen. So I, I see but bright lights uh, in your future. I think uh, there's lots of uh, lots of positives that will come out of this. We're looking forward to it. I think that would be uh, just an unbelievable story. So first of all, I'm going to make an invitation. You're, anytime you want and you want to come on the show, just let me know. Uh, we'd love to have you. Um, we're thrilled about what you're doing. Um, and, and when we look ahead to this whole thing, you know, it's like, yeah, the building's really important, but you got to have somebody that drives it. It sounds an awful lot like you're that guy. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I'm playing the role of president, general manager. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Well, when you start banging uh, the drum and wearing the mascot thing, then, then you're uh, all in. Trust me. And, and I'll <laughs> leave it with this one. One of the biggest things I think that, and I'm sure Arizona State and some of these other places are going to do it, uh, merchandise. That's where we're going to make our Oh, money. yeah. Because everybody's yeah. like, Where's the jersey? Where's this? Where's that? I'm going, oh, man, I haven't, like, whew, I haven't done that yet. But then we had these jerseys, like, the, I'm sure you saw the photo, the jersey at the at the, at the announcement, which is yeah. literally, like, a $5 jersey. I just, we had made out from a Canadian hockey <laughs> from a guy up in Hulk, Quebec. Like, we had them made. Like, they're not real. And people are like, those are the jerseys. I'm like, oh, man. But people left and right are like, we will pay X, Y, and Z dollars. And I'm like, okay, great. If you want a jersey, it's going to be a minimum, X, it's going to be a minimum of X donation to the program. Right? Exactly. And people still tell me, like, yeah, we'll do it, sure, no matter what. And these aren't even HBCU fans. These are people from all over the world that are like, of I'll buy a jersey. And I'm like, man, maybe I can make money off of this. Like, if you build it, they will. It's like, it's like if you build it, they will come style, right? Like, don't go back to Wayne's World, but like, if you build it, they will come. I, I have to give you two quick stories on that. I talked to Ooh. Bill Foley after the first year uh, with the Vegas Golden Knights, and I said, man, you made your entire investment back off of jersey sales. And then he quickly reminded me that 
He didn't. <laughs> a lot of people made money off of a jersey sale. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so that was uh, one quick story. And the other one is when we had Brett Riley on from LIU, he was telling us about the first year how he was running to the post office to ship up boxes of jerseys all over the place. Like, I had no idea that people were this crazy about them. And Paul Hornstein couldn't even get one. <laughs> no, I can't. Um... Here, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, listen. We we get it. But here, here's here's the last question because yep. a you are on vacation and b it kind of ties into the question. Well, um, but I'm sitting at the beach right now, so I can do anything I want right now. Yeah, no, it's great. It's great. Um, you know, when those first couple of days were over, uh, I'm not trying to get you to tell any tales out of school, but sure. did you sit back with uh, Doctor Allen and be like? What just happened? Okay, so I, I, I won't go long with on this one, but here's what happened. And, 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 Doc, and, and Doc and I have this like weird relationship where like we're building something, but we don't understand what we're building, right? Because like it's never happened before. So like every time we right. do something, like, oh, it's the first time. Right. So we're down at the draft on Wednesday night, right? And we're sitting still in the media, I mean, the big media bay where they've got the press conferences and little pods and everything. I think it was around like the 19th pick when ESPN starts and, and Bucci and, and Weeksy start talking about it, right? Yeah. And the, the media room just went dead silent. And we're like, uh uh. Like, you know, when someone goes silent, you're like, it's either going to be really yeah, good or really, really bad. bad. <laughs> and we both looked at each other. And, and the great thing I love about, about Dr. Allen is he doesn't know how, like, he don't know, like, like the old, you know, Al Michaels joke, you know, the blue, like a blue line from a clothesline from, from, from yep. miracle yep. type of joke, right? Yep. And he's like, man, you got to teach me everything. So we're literally talking. And it's the, it popped up on the screen. And everybody goes dead silent. And they talked about it. And then everybody just like looked at each other like, holy crap, this is like legit happening. <laughs> and then me kind of being the New York idiot that I am, I screamed, we're available for interviews. <laughs> well, that was a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> I'm screaming at the press conference, like just jumping up on, it, on a day. And saying, all right, who wants to talk to us now? That's kind of when we said like that oh like that oh crap moment like oh my like this is legit happening have I have I personally taken it in yet no <laughs> because like you guys said until I drop a puck this isn't real right like I can yeah. sign a player I can hire a coach I can make the biggest splash in college hockey and hire PK Subban whatever right like whatever like right. hire someone who with a with a name and a splash. But until the anthems are played, the lineups are done, the lights turn on. The whistle's blown and the puck is, is, is dropped and we're at 1959-58-57. Yeah. This ain't real yet. Uh, I know. And, but we're with you every every step of the way because, um, you know, I, I, as, as a phys ed teacher, um, I, I've, I've seen what happens. I, I've, I've done floor hockey in the past. Mm -hmm. And, you know, kids look at me like, what the hell is this? Mm-hmm. And I put the stick in their hands and they're like, okay, this is how you hold it and so forth and so on. And I loved doing it because everybody started off on equal footing. It Ooh. wasn't like doing football or basketball where there were kids who, you know, who were really, really good and, and kids who are not athletic at all. But, you know, like within a week, they're like, oh, this is great. Because they all started out even. Yep. Nobody even knew how to hold a stick. So I totally uh, understand that kind of uh, – it's not real until the puck drops. I totally get that. Yeah, and I'll leave you guys with this one. Our fans may not understand the sport, 
but our players will be the best of the best because it gives us because at the end of the day, I can get whatever I want. I don't have to, you know, we'll have to compete, obviously. Right. But when you look at the amount of black and brown players that are registered with USA Hockey, Hockey Canada, I can have all of them because they can go to an HBCU. That's great. I could have, you know what I'm saying? So if there's like, let's just say there's 500 kids that are registered, you know their parents are going to want them, especially in this day and age, to go to a place they're going to feel comfortable yeah. and taken care of. I don't got to worry about the Michigan, Michigan states of the world. Nope. I got to worry about just us and yep. getting those kids into our university and giving those kids a good place to live, a good school, a good classroom, a good teacher, and then give them a great degree that's going to get them out into the world. That's all I have to do. Cannot wait. Nick, great stuff. Thanks so much for spending some time with us. Like I said, you're welcome anytime. Uh, thanks for answering my email so quickly, too. That was cool. <laughs> anyway, oh, yeah. uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll let you go. And uh, like I said, anytime, uh, m- maybe in September, I'm going to be out your yeah. way. Maybe I'll stop in and, and check in on you and see how Lock you're doing. The door. Please do. Please, please do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's Nick Guerrero, the, uh, the assistant AD of, I love this too, communications and creative content. That's cool. Yeah. Love that. Love that. Yeah. That's literally, <laughs> I've been a PR guy for 15 years and now I'm a hockey guy. I love it. Thanks so much, Nick. We appreciate your time. Paul and I will be back in just a couple minutes to wrap up another episode of the new College Hockey Coast to Coast podcast. We'll be right back. Passion, talent, development. NCAA hockey offers all that and its players graduate at a 93% rate. Trevor Zegras. And they score on the lacrosse move. Jake Gensel. Gensel banks it towards the goal. He scores. Kale McCarr. Kale McCarr. He scores. Stars on campus before the NHL stage. Whether you're a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey. My goodness gracious me. Visit collegehockeyinc.com and follow at College Hockey. So you're a few weeks into the season and that brand new equipment bag is starting to get kind of funky. Those sweaty gloves and pads, yuck. Well, there's only so much you can do about it. But when that new pair of summer skates starts to pick up that scent, that's easy. Our customizable shower shoes go right into the washing machine, then air dry overnight and they're ready for the next shift at the rink. Customizable for your team or with your favorite player's name and number, Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear, are perfect for players in the desert or even for just wearing around the house. Head to IcetimeHockeyWest.com and click on the Summer Skates link to get your personalized koozies and shower shoes today. From the nation's best college hockey conference. Access exclusive on-demand content and watch more than 140 live games. Ready for you wherever you are, however you want to watch. On your phone, computer, or stream to your TV. Your favorite team is on nchc.tv. When you can't be there, be here. Subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv. If it's nchc hockey, it's on nchc.tv. At Behind the Mask, we know that players are always messing with their equipment and constantly need to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season. Point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season doesn't mean you're good for the year. 
Make sure that you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories you need by visiting our stores or BehindTheMask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates, or extra rolls of tape for your stick, at Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our three Valley locations or online at BehindTheMask.com. After a hard day at work or a long week, what's better than good comfort food to put you at ease? At the Spaghetti Shack, we say the answer is comfort food that's made by somebody else. The Spaghetti Shack has taken spaghetti and meatballs, the classic Italian comfort food, to a portable level. ASU alumni owned and operated the Spaghetti Shack has three locations. At 6340 South Rural Road in Tempe, the ASU location at 922 East Apache Road and 952 West White Mountain Road in Pine Top. For lunch, dinner, or catering as well, call us at 480-687-2485 or order online at thespaghettishack.com. This is ITHSW Podcast's College Hockey Coast to Coast. From the Summer Skate Studios on the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Uh, indeed it is. Love hearing that voice, by the way. Scott Strandy with you back here in Palm Springs, California. My co-host as always, Paul Hornstein on Long Island, New York. And what a great interview oh, yeah. from the Eastern European oh. country of whatever. <laughs> Azerbaijan. I mean, hold on. Is that now I see now you have to do the map work because I don't remember where the <laughs> Was it the Adrian coach, the Indiana Tech coach who did the World University games? Uh, both of them, yeah. Okay, the, both of them. Gary Estal is, is from it has roots in Romania, I believe, and uh, or, or Bulgaria, or somebody, Bulgaria. somebody over there, uh, yeah. some country over there. And Gary, I apologize if I can't remember, but um, and and Frank was there, Frank D. Cristofaro, and uh, Michael Rivera was there when they were in Romania, so. Uh, yeah, this is fantastic. Uh, what a great way to introduce uh, a new know. name in yeah. a podcast, Coast to Coast, to basically say, how about around the world to kick things off? I mean, this is great. I mean, <clears throat> um, I, I, when I brought up the idea to you, and we did it on a lark this morning. And we certainly did. Um, and, I mean, I had no idea what to expect. Uh, we were going to talk about this uh, one way or the other, but, you know, to be able to talk to the guy that is that is in charge of this. On vacation. On vacation, no less, which shows you how nuts he must be because <laughs> I, I would have hung up on you, but, you know, thanks, Nick, for not doing that. Um, but it was, this, this was great, and it is just, what a, there's two things I took away, Paul. Uh, number one, it's a fantastic story. Yes. Number two is, as excited as he is and as confident he is, he's still grounded. How many yes. times did he tell us that this won't be real until we drop the puck? Oh, and how many times have I talked to, you know, I've talked to coaches and administrators and boosters that have told me, yeah, we're going to do XX and X and X and X. And I'm going like, wow, this is really impressive. And then all of a sudden, six months later, it's like, yeah, the guys didn't show up the way I thought. Uh, the building's not really where I thought it was going to be. And all of a sudden, things start to fizzle out a little bit. 
And uh, that's not to, to single anybody out. It's just no. to say that things happen, right? Right. And we've watched teams. And here's Tennessee State, an HBSU school, HBCU, uh, HBCSU right? HBCU. SBCU. There's no there S go. in there. Oh, H-B-C-U. I'm sorry. HBCU. Okay, why did I get the S? HBCU. Anyway, uh, anyway, so you got this school in Nashville, uh, Tennessee State. Um, why, and this is a question that's been asked by hundreds of people, is uh, why are they going to be so much more successful um, than a Huntsville? Huntsville's not that far away, trust me. Well, uh, and they've got hockey history. Um, wh- wh- why? Why is it going to be different? Well, that's not where I thought you were going, but okay. But um, this is going to be different because, as you just said, the the confidence is there, but the groundedness is there. And uh, you have to have the confidence to get it done. And you have to be realistic at the same time. Like you said, it's not done till it's done. And so let Lord me ask you I this. I said that to you enough. Let, let me ask you this. Does uh, does the success of Tennessee State help revive the uh, the team a little bit south of them in Huntsville? Well, it couldn't hurt, or it can't hurt. Travel partner, travel partner. Well, it can't hurt, and 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 and, and I'll add this. You know, we didn't even get into the other schools that that you know, and teams that have been like, "Hey, Nick, who's offered to play next year?" And all that. All right. Um, we know of possibilities and you know ASU you know is has done what they've done and now we're waiting to see how that affects the west coast um between Tennessee state and maybe one or two other places Will they be able to do the same thing for the South and in the Southeast and get it done? Um, and when you hear a guy like Nick talk, he's like, "No, this is going to get done." I I, I don't want to say it's done until it's done, but this is going to get done. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and and the other thing, Paul is, and I know we support the university. Or yeah, and we're really short on time, but. It's it's back to this one thing, and I don't want to be negative. I don't want this to come across as negative, but you got to have a building. I mean, we talked about well, it. You no, got to no, no, have I, a building. Well, that's, listen, he knows that, and he can, and, and he. Well, I realize that, but but still, um, you know, it it takes time to build a building, and right. it takes money and resources and land, and all right. these different things that have to come together to build a building. I mean, just ask the uh, Arizona Coyotes. Well, um, listen. Um, I'll say this, the fact that, uh, they're doing this in conjunction with the Nashville predators, the resources are going to be there. I'd yeah. Be I, shocked well, if they weren't. Yeah, I would be too, but I mean, uh, it would, you know, well, I'm not, just saying you, know. you, you got to break ground, you know, and I'm just telling you that things happen. I mean, look at, look at the university of Arizona. I was there. It'll be Who? two years in February. I think, Who? uh, when I was there for an introduction, uh, of of the you know the starting of this facility and because of whatever it hasn't broken ground yet uh, so it's going to be 19 20 months um, before from the announcement to the time they broke ground then they got to build yeah, it yeah. 
no, you know, I get it. Oh, so, so there's a lot of things to, to, you know, get done. I, I have full confidence in what I heard from Nick tonight that it's going to get done. I'm excited for it. I think it's great for hockey. I think it's great for what we do and growing the game. And, um, you know, hopefully this all, this all comes to fruition sooner rather than later, but man, what an exciting night. And, uh, in Nick's case, an exciting morning. I hope he enjoys the beach. Yeah. And I hope he enjoyed being on the show and, uh, be hard to think of a better way to, to kick off the rebranding of this Monday night show. Absolutely correct. Take it away, my friend, before we lose time. <laughs> From the Summer Skate Studios, this has been College Hockey Coast to Coast, brought to you by Jesse Ray's Barbecue, located at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson, where our food can be summed up in one word, perfection. By Summer Skates, whether you use your own name and number or that of your favorite player, show off your game and style with personalized shower shoes and koozies. See summerskates.com for more information. By Behind the Mask and BehindTheMask.com, no one knows goalies needs better than we do. See the website for our Three Valley locations and more. Liberty University, strengthen your faith in your game at the premier ACHA M1 program on the East Coast at liberty.edu. Caesar Sportsbook app, proud partner of the NHL. College Hockey, Inc., your NCAA hockey resource. The Spaghetti Shack, classic Italian food quickly. Two locations in Tempe, one in Pine Top. Lunch, dinner, or your next catered event at thespaghettishack.com. And by Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, where the action is from the Atlantic to the Pacific and around the world. College Hockey Coast to Coast and all of the Ice Time Hockey West podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app or download on your favorite podcast platform by searching and subscribing ITHSW Podcasts, all one word. That's ITHSW Podcasts, all one word. If you like what you hear, tell a friend or leave a positive review. College Hockey Coast to Coast from the Summer Skate Studios is a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Wow, that was great. That was the best read ever, and it was done quickly. We still have a minute to spare. Uh, our thanks to Nick Guerrero, the uh, assistant AD for communications and creative content at Tennessee State for joining us and kicking off the rebranding of the Monday Night Show, the now new college hockey Coast to Coast podcast. And, uh, Paul, thanks for you for staying up late because it was early for Nick and late for you, and somehow I'm just in the comfort zone. Well, listen, uh, I don't have to get up tomorrow morning. Uh, That's it? Uh, you didn't no bash at me? No, well, because I want to make sure that I mention that tune in to, for the next show, uh, College Hockey West Weekly, NCHC Commissioner Heather Weems is supposed to be on. So I don't want to Absolutely. Sure Tomorrow night, we'll have Heather Weems on to uh, talk all things NCHC hockey. Good night, everybody.